with the first pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray, quarterback, Oklahoma. And so it is. The All right. The night's here, everybody. Uh, welcome aboard. Wiz, how are we doing tonight? Doing really good. I mean, we decided that we're going to do like a little pre-draft podcast. We got a few uh, few of our friends, uh, league members, and, and, uh, and our buddies uh, on the phone to talk some uh, pre-draft analysis. And uh, we got uh, five guys, and we all root for different teams. Viking fan here. Gross, you're a Giant fan. Connor's a Jet fan. Rick, a Steeler fan. And Eric, um a dolphin fan who uh, I believe the dolphins are going to be the star of this, uh, this podcast, but uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to get right into this. Um, you know, so let's start with you, Rick, as steal a fan who doesn't have this, whose team does not have a first round pick. Uh, I guess I'm going to ask everybody a two part question. So everybody can have a little think on this uh, until they get to them. And here's the two part. One is what do you want from your team to do in this draft, uh, especially, you know, not having a first-round pick? It's not as easy as some of the other teams. So that's the first part. And, and two, tell, tell us something that you're looking for in this draft, whether it be what a specific team does or position. So let's start with the Steelers. They don't got a first-round pick, but I know we've talked uh, we've talked uh, privately a few times about what you want the Steelers to do and what you think they should do. So well, let's start with that. What do you Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. They wanted the Steelers to dress a top cornerback. And they, for whatever reason, they, they never do, and they never go out and pick for a, a great free agent quarterback, a uh, cornerback. So I don't know if there's any, anybody going to be left by the time they choose. So I'm probably, probably going to take either uh, one of those running backs that drops down to them or uh, one of those wide receivers that's just still available, I believe. Uh, right. I mean, they... you there? Hello? You there? Connor? Hello? Yep, I hear you. All right, I'm going to merge you in. Of any of the current Steelers roster, uh, I know you like Connor, but um, James Connor. But you, you felt that if there was a running back at some point in the draft, you'd be okay with the Steelers doing something in that position as well. Yes, uh, I mean they drafted a kid last year that I liked, the rookie uh, Benny Snell. But uh, they all they all got hurt, and and James Connor cannot stay healthy. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm very worried about that position. Obviously, I would like to to take maybe another quarterback, but not with, like in a fourth round or something like that. Try him out. Uh, Jalen Hurts has been like talked about a little bit as a guy the Steelers could be interested, you know, one of those guys because they're not going to probably have to worry about, uh, you know, him going too early. If that ended up being a landing spot for the Steelers, how would you be, how would you feel about that? He'll be, he'll be better than the other two guys they have there. Yeah, I'll, I'll say Jalen Hurts. If, if one of these cornerbacks, say Gladney or Fulton, last of the second round, you know, I'd take that. I'd be happy with that. 
All right, and uh, give give us some stuff that you're looking at at this draft. Uh, you know, not necessarily from a Steelers standpoint, but like some things you're looking at. I know we've talked and you've done a mock draft for round one is re- uh, already. So tell us some thoughts on on some things that you're looking at, whether it be uh, like what the Dolphins do or wide receivers. Tell, tell us some of the stuff that you're looking at. I'm very interested in what the Dolphins are doing. If I was a GM of the Dolphins, I would stay put. And I would use all my assets. You you trade for all these picks, keep these picks. Do not move up. Do not move down. Keep everyone and and go as is. And so you always have been a guy that keeps his eye on wide receivers. And uh, this is the kind of draft for you. Are you excited about the landing spot for these receivers and and uh, and uh, in what order do they go? Yeah, I, I think I think there's a chance they're going from. Draft position number nine, all the way to seventeen, one right after the other. Yeah. Whoever's whoever's remaining is going to be early in the in the in the in the twenty twenty the twenty first pick the twenty second pick. It's they're going fast and furious, in my opinion. Agree. I think a bunch of us who've looked at this first round have that. Um, you know, I think uh, somewhere it could be as early as nine, but I agree 100% right into that sweet spot in those pick in the teens. A bunch of them are going to go. It's going to be very interesting to see in what order and, and the landing spots. Let's go to Connor, who's a Jets fan. Long-suffering, um, long-suffering. Yeah, I mean, the Career Enthusiasm did a funny episode about what happens to long-suffering Jet fans. But I actually talked to Connor yesterday, uh, and um, he has a strong view on how he thinks the Jets are going to go in this draft. So let me set this up for you, Connor, like this. Let's start with the Jets. What do you think they should do in the first round? What do you think they should try and accomplish in the draft? And then the same thing. Tell us some stuff that you're very interested in looking at the draft. So let's start with the Jets stuff first. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the Jets only have one way to go, and that's to grab one of the, the last. I think it'll be the last big ugly up front. Um, we all know there's four tackles that uh, are above and beyond the rest. And I'm a little bit nervous that if the Giants uh, at the fourth pick go with the offensive tackle, there's going to be a quick run on tackles. At that point, I have absolutely no confidence as a long-suffering Jets fan that <laughs> they can make the right pick taking a, um, a skill player. So let, let me let me let me phrase the question to you like this. You you brought up an interesting point that I did not think of because I didn't necessarily have the draft going that way. But you saw a scenario where if the Giants pick one, the Browns are likely to pick one, the Arizona Cardinals could pick one, there could be a trade up. So well, in my view, those those four offensive tackles, and then there's a, a, a little bit of a drop off to you know to Josh Jones and Austin Jackson as the next two best offensive linemen. So, given that scenario, which is possible but probably not likely, but let's say that comes up, and now you're you're making the call for the Jets. Do you take one of those two linemen who are not in that first group before? Or would you then go for the best receiver? I would actually go a different route. I'd probably go for the best cornerback on the board. Um, one of the two That's guys. interesting. Interesting. And, and and knowing the Jets' history, you know, I don't need to say D. Milner again. 
Um, but I just think, I, you know, I think the Jets are in a position um, that they're just not one player away. And when, when you need players in the multiple spots, offensive line, D-back, um, you know, edge rusher, which we don't have one, and there's not an elite one after Chase Young, uh, I just feel like the, the, the draft is very deep at wide receiver, and we do have four picks in the first 79 that because we're not one player away or two players away, we need to go a little bit more need-based, uh, grab the elite cornerback if he's there. If not, try to trade down if there's an extra quarterback that hasn't been taken yet and someone wants to trade that. We're just so far away yep. from competing that hmm. they, they need to either go that route, but to grab one of the top four wide receivers, just it doesn't excite me at this point when we have so many needs on the team. And wide receiver is one of – the two biggest needs, but if this is going to be the draft that they all talk about, uh, then I think the Jets can possibly address that in the second and third round. That, that, that's fair. I think the Jets are a candidate, <clears throat> like you said, because of so many needs to to trade down as well. My personal view is if they if they don't get an offensive lineman and then they don't take one of those receivers who they probably will have the first crack at, maybe maybe there may be one receiver taken ahead of them. I think, you know, the, they, they won't be booed out of the arena because it's not going to be a live draft, but I think social media will go absolutely bananas. And then the second part is, tell me something that you're looking for in this draft that you have your eye on about players or a specific NFL team that, you know, you're, you have a real interest in seeing how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we've already addressed the Dolphins situation, but I think it's absolutely fascinating. Uh, I think it's fascinating, A, by the way they conducted themselves last season. Uh, everyone, you know, was very critical of some of the moves they made early on. Uh, but they were a competitive football team, and they look like they're going to be a competitive program. So as another, you know, as an AFC East fan, seeing what's gone on with Brady out of the division for the first time and seeing how the Dolphins have conducted themselves with a number of picks, I think that's going to be absolutely the, you know, the paramount uh, story of the draft. Uh, I also think the, the second thing, since we already know that, is the quarterback situation. Um, you know, this is one of the drafts where we have some unique prospects but the teams haven't been able to get up close and personal with them. Uh, how much of the injury scare is just teams jockeying to make sure that Tua falls and falls to them? Uh, how much of the Jordan Love uh, love scenario is actually going to play out? And does he actually drop to the bottom half of the first round or not at all? And I think, you know, Andrew's brought up in the past, uh, the other thing I'll be watching is the running backs. I do think there are some teams, that, you know, are, you know, a player or two away from skill position of really competing. And there has been some successful first-round running backs taken of late, and I think Josh Jacobs is a great example of last year. Obviously, the, the top 10 picks of Barkley and McCaffrey are well-known, but, you know, there has been this this lean towards the first-round picks, and you can throw Ezekiel Elliott in there, where the first-round running backs have actually done quite well for teams that are in the ready-to-win-now scenarios. Excellent. A excellent analysis. Uh, you, since you mentioned Grasso, let, let's segue right to him here. So, and a Giants fan, <clears throat> the fourth pick, I think the Giants are capable of doing se several things with the picks. Defensive player, offensive lineman, which defensive player, which offensive lineman, and there's certainly a, a candidate to trade down. So let's go, Gross. Um, in terms of the Giants, uh, let's give like a little analysis and try and uh, differentiate maybe between what you think they're going to do 
and what you'd like them to do with that number four pick. So, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, and, and I think um, Connor made a great point about, and there's been a lot of noise about offensive linemen and, and, and around these picks. So, so the Giants do take that lineman, and, and this is, you know, pick three, pick four. This is where we think the draft really begins, and, and perhaps that does start a run. I think it's, I think it's widely expected, uh, at least by most people, that the Giants protect those assets in, in Barkley and uh, protect and help those assets in Barkley and Daniel Jones and, and go with a lineman. Uh, I think you know, the, the connectivity, uh, you know, as Connor mentioned, it's, it's, it's hard given the coronavirus situation for teams to get in touch with people in the same way. Yes, they're having Zoom calls and all that. So Joe Judge actually worked on uh, Saban's staff, so I'm sure he knows a lot about Wills at this point in time. Um, he, he would be my favorite for the Giants to take if they're going to go offensive lineman. I think most people are expecting them to go in that direction. It's a Dave Gettleman trademark. Um, so that's the direction I think most are expecting. My personal view um, I would like to see them go defense, and I would like them to go with Isaiah Simmons, who I think is is the most freakish athlete in this draft. And in today's NFL, where you're going to have to cover running backs and tight ends and even sometimes receivers coming out of the backfield in different variations, that a guy like Simmons gives you a lot of ability and protects other parts of your defense. So that's the player I would love to see them take. It's not exactly what I think. That's where I have slated in in my, in, in my mock. Uh, that's the player I would like to take. My, my sense is they probably go offensive linemen, uh, but I prefer to see them go Simmons first, and I think there are some linemen that intrigue me that the Giants could either trade up into the late second round or pick one in the second round uh, with their first pick there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think those are all fair points. I'm going to tell you that I, I did look and really study those four offensive linemen, a lot of game film and and the and the combine and the workouts. And, and the one thing that I'm convinced of, uh, irrespective of which team decides to go lineman first, is that worse is going to be the first lineman taken. He his, he is just a absolute freak with his speed and agility for that size. And, you know, I, I love Simmons. Uh, I think Simmons will be the best player in this draft. Uh, I think when it's all said and done. But, you know, to the point of, of having those young players, Jones and Barkley, and, and establish that running game and protect Jones, I think Worse is, is the number one guy that will come off the board or should be. Um, and before I get to Eric and his beloved Dolphins, give me something – you know, there's a lot of things that we could all mention, but give me a, just one thing here that you're looking for this particular draft. Well, two, so I'll give you two, actually. So I think it's a buffet for, for wide receivers. So I think we'll take we'll see 15 taken in the first two rounds. Uh, and I'm with Ricky in that we probably see as much as seven taken in the first round. And, you know, it's, it's a mesmerizing group of talent just overall at that position. And then I think actually in, in, in thinking about this draft, uh, to Connor's point, uh, and I had two in my mock draft, but I'm actually almost willing to squeeze a third in. I think we're going to see three running backs in the first round. I think the Chiefs, if I could change my mock draft now, I think the Chiefs at 32 take a running back. I'm looking for three running backs in round one. Well, you can't change it. I can't change it, but that's where my head is uh, right and now. And then the Chiefs was what I said may take a running back, so uh, I beat you to that one. Just out of curiosity, who are the three running backs that you think would go? The order would be Swift, Taylor, Dobbins. 
Okay, uh, switch you had going fourteen yesterday. I'll be I'll be shocked if the if the if Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay only if they don't really have a chance that a lineman could take um, a, a running back. But we'll, we'll and let's not forget, you know, Trent Williams is still in trade rumors, right? There's still other noise out there, so that's one player that could. I don't know. Does he get traded in the first round? You know, during the first round, there's a possibility of that too. I don't know if he's going to get. I mean, I think at this point he'll be. He he's most likely going to be traded, but I, I think he'll be get traded. Uh, you know, as it gets closer to the season, which leads us to our Miami Dolphins fans, Eric Brown. Uh, and let me tell you something. This guy has been a long-suffering Dolphins fan, but that has not deterred him. This guy is fired up for every NFL draft. Over the years, we've even had a few NFL draft parties where we've gone. He loves it, and uh, he's deserving of this scenario this year. I think the Dolphins are in a, a real uh, have a real opportunity to change the direction of their their organization. They have a truckload of picks in this draft where there are um, a myriad of great players. Six picks in the first seventy. That's that's tremendous. And uh, let's start off with this, Eric. Are you in agreement with the rest of us that the Dolphins should not panic and make these trades to move up a couple of spots and sit where they are and then roll with that? Let's start with that. Well, first, thank you all. for, And I hope all of you and your families are all well. And thank you for including me on this. And I pray they don't make a trade. I pray they don't make a trade. I, I could see them. Uh, I, I, one of the, something I saw a couple of days ago, which then moving up to eight and giving eighteen in the second round, I could buy into that. But I, I, I like where we are. I like what they've done. I like the position that we're in. I just don't know what they're going to do at number five if everything stays the way it's going to be. All right. Uh- I would agree with that. If the Dolphins can make a trade where they're trading 18, um, their 18th overall pick and one of their second round picks and get up to a spot that will assure them a quarterback and one of those four offensive linemen, I like it. That would be one thing that I would suggest they, they should do. But let's just go under the under the – uh, pretense that they do not make a trade. What do you want to see in terms of positions and in what order for picks 5, 18, and 26? Well, let's go with the positions first. What are the three positions you want to see the Dolphins address for those three first-round picks? Well, in preparing for this call, I, I spent the last three hours searching every, you know, like everybody else does, every website, every internet site, every form of information to try to see what others are thinking as opposed to what I'm thinking because, you know, there a lot of people that I check, ESPN, NFL, you know, they're more educated in what they're doing than I am. So what I've read is, is not what I would do. I would take two at five. And then what I would agree with is that they go offensive guard, offensive tackle, at offensive tackle, um, 1826. That's that's my personal choices. I you know I've changed it a little bit different way. I would take Tua, but you know when you take Tua, there comes the the second guessing. He gets hurt, bad pick. He doesn't get hurt. You and and you don't take him. 
you know, with Drew Brees again. That's, but I, I, my personal opinion is I fight, I test, I take Tua, and then go at 18 with a guard or a tackle and 26 with a guard and a tackle, and I'll get a running back at in the second round at 36. Because like you said, six picks, I'll get, I'll get one of those guys. I disagree with that three running backs going in the first round. I will get somebody at 36. Yeah, I, I I love the analysis because what I am a believer is if you're going to draft a quarterback, and I I love Tua. I think this is this is the only circumstance, believe it or not, under these crazy circumstances where where Tua would go to five, and people are even questioning whether he'll go at five. I I just think that people are wacky who compare Herbert or Jordan Love to this player. I, I, I love him. I know he played with three receivers who are going to be in the NFL, two in this draft and, and one next year. But uh, I, I, I love the player. I completely agree. The issue is that there's no way with the Bucks picking at 14, even if one of the, those linemen get there, that the Bucks will probably scoop up a lineman. So given that scenario where those first four elite linemen, those are the guys that are going to draft and they're going to start. So, you know, whether you're talking about Austin Jackson or Josh Jones or, you know, Ruiz from, from, the, from, the, from Michigan, who, who will probably be there at the Dolphins for 18, who is very versatile. He's one of the only few players in this draft that really can play guard and center. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I guess what I'm, quite, what I'm asking you, Eric, is if none of those four offensive linemen are available, and now you're talking about the second-tier guys who are good but not the blue chippers, would you choose an offensive lineman over what you may have as a higher-ranking receiver or running back on your board just because you want to show that lineup? How, how do you weigh need over ability when it comes to those type of picks? Uh, well, what the Dolphins showed from the beginning of the season, which was horrific, to the end of the season, which was, uh, uh, well, I, I can't think of a better word right now, sorry. But um, I would go, it's 26, if, if, if Ruiz is off the board, and I can't, uh, so I'm going to get one of them, but the other two are not available, then I'm going to go with the best available athlete at 26. And if that's a wide receiver, if that's a running back, if that's a defensive lineman, if that's A.J. Spenza, if that's, you know, anybody, go with best available athlete. Okay, so, and then and then with those three, you know, those 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 other picks that you have, um, you know, all the way six picks up into seventy. So after twenty six, you're gonna still have three relatively early picks. You would then at that point with the depth at running back, receiver. I think they want to draft a player that's gonna complement Jordan Howard. So I think they're gonna draft a running back, and there is really good depth there. So I, I think there are a bunch of guys that uh, could be complementary to Jordan Howard. So you would kind of like finish those early picks up with maybe a wide receiver running back and then somebody on the defensive side. Is that is that fair? Yeah, well, can I ask you a question? And uh, you know, in terms of Jordan Howard and his running style, um, I think everybody. I think you know, I, I don't want to talk for everybody here, but I think everybody. The consensus is that Swift is the first running back off the board. 
No, he's not. He's not the rated highest on my board, but I think you know there are people that do have him rated higher. But yeah, he he yeah he he he'll certainly be one of the top you know three running backs taken. I mean, I'd surprise if he was not the second you know. But I, he doesn't not necessarily top. But yeah, he'll he'll be one of the first few taken for sure. So then, so then if I if I can if, if I get Dobbins or you know one of the others, I'm okay with that because let's let's also remember that there are. You know the Dolphins still have twenty-five or twenty-eight million, from what I read, still available in cap room. I know I have to. I know they have to pay the rookies, so they can still grab Peters or one of the other offensive linemen if if they're not if at twenty-six uh, that they don't get the second, you know, Ruiz or you know one of the other guys. Yeah, I mean, just while I'm, while I'm thinking about this, just uh, you know, I had the running backs in my mind listed in enough. I'm just thinking, what a perfect match Edwards Hilaire from LSU would be to pair up with Jordan Howard. I mean, that that would be I agree with that. I more like perfect. And he he's like a mod. He's like he 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 doesn't have the overall let's say ability of James White, but he's kind of like a mix of those two Patriot guys, James White and Kevin Falk. And wow, what as I'm thinking about it, what what a beautiful complimentary player he would be to Jordan Howard. And, uh, you know, he'll be in that range. I'm not sure what the Dolphins are going to do. So before we move on to just a few other quick things, you know, I guess the Dolphins, what they do is big enough. Is there anything that else that you're looking at in this, in this draft? Just that everything that you read is everybody wants to trade back and all the smoke signals that people are sending. You know, the Dolphins tried to get the three pick without giving up the five pick so they can get the one pick. All the, everybody wants to move back. I agree with Andrew. I think that the Giants have to take Isaiah Simmons. Just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, sure. yeah. That's I, just my opinion, because yeah. he's like you've sent out in text. This man is a freak in the most positive, nicest way I could ever say anything. Yeah, I mean, I, if, if I you want to see something, if you, if you just want to take a minute and see something astonishing was Isaiah Simmons' 40-yard dash. And just to put this in perspective, there's a a wide receiver from Texas, Duvernay, who's a track star. He's like 5'11", 200 pounds, and he's a a 100-meter track star. And he ran the 40. Now, this is probably a guy that probably gets a little faster in the 60, but just to put this in perspective, 5'10", 200 pounds track star, ran the 40 in 4-4-0. And then I, steps up Isaiah Simmons, who's 6'3", almost 240 pounds, and ran a 4 And if you want to see something hilarious, they, you know, the NFL Network had a, like, they were showing Mike Mayock, and he's looking up at the time, and he just, when he saw it posted 439, he just laughed at the absurdity of a guy. He just out, out, just starts laughing with his defensive coordinator at the absurdity of a guy that big running that fast. So I'm going to agree there. Now, I'm going to just talk real quick about the Vikings because, you know, we got like six minutes here and we're going to finish off. And I, and I want to hear more from you guys with my final question. So the Vikings got 22 and 25. I'm pretty confident they're going to take a wide receiver and cornerback. I'm not sure what order the two receivers that will be available that I'm interested in most are, are uh, Denzel Mims uh, from, from Baylor and uh, LaVisca Chanel from um, 
Colorado, two guys with a lot of upside that I think are interesting, uh, and, and the cornerbacks. Few of them are pretty good. A few of them could be taken. I'm not sure, you know, who'll be available. Uh, and you know, that that's what I see for the Vikings at 22 and 25. Uh, what I'm looking for in this draft is see how many trades there are. I am pretty sure that New England will be up to their old tricks and trade down and try and accumulate picks, realizing. Um, how good this draft is. I, I am pretty sure Atlanta is going to do something to try and move up from 16 to try and get into a better position to take one of those elite defensive players that are available. So Atlanta, New England are two teams that I'm keeping my eye on as far as you know what I'm looking at the draft. And then the final thing that I'm going to ask, and I'm going to answer it first to give you guys a couple extra seconds to think about it is let's all make one bold prediction about what we're, what we're going to see tonight. And I'll go first. And like I said, just to give you guys a couple of extra seconds to think about it, then we'll go around the horn. And, and one, my bold one statement is I know that Todd McShay has a bet against Miles, you know, Mel Kuyper and McShay is saying that Jordan Love is going to go ahead of Justin Herbert in this draft, trying to say that he is a five or six pick in this entire draft. And my bold statement is Jordan Love will not be drafted in the entire first round, nor do I think he should be drafted in the first round. So that's mine. Now we're going to go around the horn. I guess we'll go in the same order how we did this, and we'll finish up with Eric. Rick, you know, you've looked at this draft, the mock. Uh, a lot of people have said a lot of different things. Give us one bold prediction it could be about a team players something that happens tonight uh i'm gonna say herbert drop okay that's interesting herbert six and doesn't even get taken there Chargers pick a defensive player maybe and moves yeah, back yeah. Do you have any like ideas that like kind of late in the first round uh no, I think he he'll if he does slip, he'll slip late into the into the teens, late teens. That's well, okay, in the, into the teens. Excellent. That, and that that would be a bold one. Connor, give me one bold prediction. Draft. Time. Uh I'm going to take the opposite view of that and say Justin Herbert is your fifth pick in the NFL draft. Somebody is going to look like a genius. Tell you that. <laughs> Somebody, because I think conventional wisdom, well, not so much conventional wisdom. I, I have Dolphins taking five and Herbert six. So both of those, I think, probably on the outside, but completely different. Connor's. Oh, I'll, I'll, make a, I'll make a bolder statement. Even if someone trades up, Herbert will be the first quarterback taken in this draft. Outside of Burrow. Yep. Outside of Burrow. So he'll be the yeah, I don't even. I don't even think people even talk that there is a first pick. We should just gotcha. go back to the second one. Fair enough. Okay, so you, you, wherever he's taken, you like Herbert taken. Ricky's got him passed at six. Okay, Gross, uh, two minutes. Oh, well, I, I have him in my mock draft at six, but that would be my I, – I could see that coming, that he could drop. Right, 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 right. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. We got we we got you there. We know you originally have him at six, but uh, well, look, we're making bold predictions, so we got to do something. So love for me, Herbert dropping for Rick, Herbert moving up for Connor, Gross, and then Brown. Go ahead, Gross, give us one. I'm going to give you that Jalen Hurts is the fourth quarterback taken in this draft. Uh, that, 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 but you, where are you? 
Are you, are you saying he could edge up and get into this first round? Possibly, but fourth quarterback taken in the draft. And I'm going to make one other prediction that Antonio, that Antonio Gandy Golden will be one of the top three rookie performers in this upcoming season. All right. Uh, Those are my bold calls. All right. Well, let me just say this about Hurts. I have about 14 quarterbacks ranked ahead of him. I think somebody would be crazy to use that player, as, except any position but fullback. He should be like Michael Robinson. I, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't like that player. He takes forever to read defenses. But that that argument is for another day. Eric Brown, finish it off. Give us one bold prediction for this draft. We got one minute to eight. This has gone perfectly according to time. Give us one. There will not be a running back drafted in the first round. All right. Obviously, you listened to my mock draft from yesterday and agree completely with me on that one. I, I agree. I do think where there could be a running back taken is a pick 32. Andy Reid is a tricky guy, and he has these offensive specialists that he envisions. So that could be the only player, but I agree with you. And uh, listen, we finished up exactly at 8 o'clock. I hope everybody enjoys this draft tonight. It is so great to see anything regarding sports and football. And uh, everybody did a spectacular job of this night. So uh, everyone have a great night. Enjoy the draft. Have fun, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good luck. Have a great night, guys. Hey, guys. 